0: Now here we go. Zoom,
1: zoom, 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 vroom, vroom, zoom, zoom. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast on the Sig Sauer mic here in the Car Firearms Group studios. Mark Walters on said mic in said studios. All of it presented by X-Insurance. If you're watching the video production, we hope you are. Lead Slingers and Daniel Defense brings you the video production every single day. Greg down in Dallas, Texas. Get your foot on the brake, please. We have lots to talk about, and the time is flying right by in this three-hour show today. I blame it on the time change. You know, it's what's odd, I think we're living in a simulation because yeah. you feel it, I feel it, listeners feel it, those that are watching and, and, and talking in the text with us feel it. It's moving quickly. I, maybe it is the time change. I don't know. Ed, I love where AWR is. Arizona doesn't change time. Ah, must be Which nice. is a nice thing. They just keep their clocks the same. Hopefully we can all get to that and get rid of this nonsense. Greg, take this opportunity before we get cranking here in this classic roundtable version of Armed American Radio with the crew.
3: How people can watch. And jump in that chat and participate. Sure, absolutely. If you want to see the AAR studio side of the broadcast and Mark sitting over there on the other side of my downing route, Red Bulls, head on over to dot Sugar-free. Hey, you know, sugar-free is better than sugar-full. Yes. Something like that. Anyways. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Even <laughs> I really did. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to, trying to put a brakes on my flow here, man. I don't know what's going on with that. Anyways... Uh, once you get over to the website, top right-hand corner, slap the uh, three little hash marks up at the top right-hand corner. Uh, select the watch live option. Maybe you're driving or you're just doing something around the house and really, don't really want to uh, watch and you want to listen. Well, the link above is for listen live. Uh, be sure to check the Sunday MonsterCast link so that you don't get the wrong show. Uh, if you've missed a podcast or a previous episode, you won't get caught up. Well, the link above those two is for podcasts, and uh, you can go and select the uh, episode of your desire as you want and as you see fit. If you want to join our live chat that's live six days a week while the show is live, head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and then search for Armed American Radio Conversations. It's pretty much that simple. And what a program
1: it has been today. So let's get this hour the Classic Roundtable cranking, as we always do on Sundays, to close out three solid hours of fighting for your right to keep and bear arms. What a program it's been, and it promises to keep going right now with this Roundtable crew. I'm going to start with Russell Stewart, founder of Beverly Hills Guns, who is jumping in, trying to fill the very big shoes of Neil McCabe. And I can't think of anybody better to do it. Russell, how are you, my friend in California behind enemy lines?
4: California, and now St. Augustine, Florida, my brother. It's so good to be back with you. And I did hear your uh, Greg Punk spilled the beans on my comment about not having an invite lately on the live program. And no matter what, I'm always happy to be here.
1: Well, the only reason for that is because Neil, believe it or not, has actually been able to be here for all this time. But that's why we have you in here today, and we will be bringing you in, I can promise you, far more after these midterms. We want to talk about what's going on, and there's a lot of case law. Being built out in California right now, as Alan was laying out for us at the Second Amendment Foundation. We appreciate you jumping in here. Russell Stewart, that is Russell Stewart from Beverly Hills Guns. Justin Moon, CEO of Car Arms, always a pleasure, my friend. How are you today here in these Car Firearms Group studios? Doing good, Mark. Thanks for having me, man. We're close, brother, aren't we? We're getting close to see what happened with Fetterman. Hold on to that thought. <laughs> we'll go there in just a second. John Brad... <laughs>
5: Fetterwoman!
1: Well, there he is, John Fetterwoman. <laughs> Brad Primo, CEO of Lead Slingers. Are we going to be needing your product after
6: Tuesday for victory <laughs> or defeat? Uh, yeah, I think we're going to have it for victory. Uh, for sure. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good
1: week. I think it's going to be a great week. Uh, guys, let's start behind enemy lines with California in honor of russell being here today russell can you give us an update as to what's happening crime-wise what's happening politically i know that's a broad brush question but if you can give us some pointers as to what's going on in California, crime is just exploding in both san francisco sacramento san diego oakland of course los angeles what's happening behind the scenes how are the democrats running on that because it is their policies that are causing the explosion, and I, I'm in possession of the list of the top cities, and they're all Democrat-run, where crime is flying off the handle. What's going on out there? How are they? How are the politicians running on this nonsense?
4: Well, I mean, you know, it's truly in the eleventh hour now. I mean, crime is. I mean, as you said, it's absolutely through the roof. It's not only daily anymore; it's hourly. And when you see politicians that are just basically in spin mode i mean like now obviously you've seen nationally which california is mimicking this whole you know democracy is on the ballot so vote democrat well guess what it truly is on the ballot and without safety and security we can't even begin to have democracy so absolutely democracy is on the ballot and right now we have politicians you know, in California, but across the entire nation in Democrat-run cities who basically are pulling this, like, bait-and-switch, like, look at over here, how about trans rights and and, and immigrants' rights and this and that and blah, 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 blah. And they're just completely skirting the, the fact that in Philadelphia and Chicago, you can't go seven seconds without a murder. In California right now, you cannot go five minutes without homeless people now even attacking each other. It's become a complete zombie apocalypse. It's something that no one ever truly would have thought that would happen if you simply voted for Joe Biden and voted for Democrats. But that is what it you know, has truly become. So if there is any doubt for anyone who is listening, of your listeners in California, is there any doubt or who you need to be voting for, please move to another country. Because if you don't get it, if we vote down the party line and bring a Karen Bass into Los Angeles or bring Gavin Newsom back, you're going to not only get exactly what we have today, but you're going to get it tenfold.
1: You know, sadly, it's a generational shift. It might even be a multi-generational shift out in California. I don't think you're going to. Eventually, we will get back to reality. I'm a firm believer in that. I think Americans are fed up enough. Justin Moon, you're in Pennsylvania. Here we are literally 48 hours away from hopefully knowing midterm results. Although Pennsylvania, as you know, and we talked about last week, is already setting up that you won't know the answer at this time you know in 48 hours from now is what's happening out there how are you feeling on the ground with oz with fetterman what's happening tell us what you feel from living in pennsylvania as a pennsylvania resident with car arms based right there
7: well you know the democrats are gearing up to cheat again but it's funny, this election cycle, there's a lot of patriots out there in Pennsylvania which are thro- who are throwing monkey wrenches into the stuff that the Democrats are doing. So we actually got a decent ruling from the court, which said basically if the ballots aren't, uh, aren't done correctly, they'll be thrown out, and that if they're not dated properly, they won't be counted. So it's, it's, there's, there's a push and pull going on here. It's nothing, nothing can be taken for granted here in Pennsylvania, but good patriotic Americans who want to see a fair vote both sides of the aisle they're throwing monkey wrenches into the, into the uh into the party machine so let's hope that we have enough good Americans left in Pennsylvania so that we get a fair vote and Oz comes out ahead
4: yeah
1: did you ever think you'd be saying that about Megmet Oz As your candidate, I never thought we would. But when you look at the alternative, Pennsylvanians, you're listening in a number of cities across the state. Gun owners, I can't stress this enough. This is going to hinge on you. When you hear Justin say, Patriots, that's you. You have to vote. Vote your guns and we will prevail. We have seen that time and time again. Don't believe me? See Virginia. Let's go to Brad Primo quickly to close out this segment. Brad, I'm going to guess your sales were through the roof because I put a tweet out the other day during Biden's little goofball speech, the blood red speech times, too, that if, in fact, you were doing shots and playing a drinking game, every time he heard you heard the word democracy, you were hammered by the time that 15 minutes was up. Did your sales go up by any
6: chance? <laughs> I mean, I'll have to check, but I'm sure they did. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you what, you know, and that, you know, you bring it up and, you know. Um, you talking about you know crime in, in all these cities are Democrat run and, and everything has been going on and you know you've got to circle back you know they keep on um, parroting the same phrases right so if you remember back you know a few years ago the, the phrase was comprehensive immigration reform yeah, common right. sense gun control and they just keep on it's like they, all, they get the marching orders from like one place and keep parroting it our democracy is that new phrase and it's just all a part of a gaslighting operation.
1: It is a huge gaslighting operation. Ladies and gentlemen, we, when we come back, we'll go back over to Brad Primo, we cut him off at the break there and continue going around the table as we do every Sunday on the monster cast here in the Car Firearms group Studios. Mark Walters on the six Sauer mic, all presented by X Insurance back right after this short break.
9: we mm-hmm. It's well known that we live in a world where even good police officers can become targets for frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom liability insurance for police officers to eliminate your exposure, to help prevent you from becoming a target, and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them. We do this in part by encouraging our law enforcement clients to take the X-Insurance See It, Say Something pledge. We're the very best at what we do and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions. So call us today or have your insurance agent call us and we can work with them to fill any gaps in your existing insurance policy. But call today and let's get that target off your back. At X-Insurance, we believe in good police officers and we believe in protecting good police officers. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com.
0: It's Mike Gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia, supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment. And I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters.
1: Oh, here we go again. The Car Firearms Group Studio, Six Hour Mike, fired up for you. Mark Walters on the mic. X-Insurance presents all of it. The Ledslingers Whiskey and Daniel Defense Studios. The video brought to you by both Ledslingers and Daniel Defense. If you are watching on your devices, Greg told us how to do that. We'll probably mention that again because we want you to watch the show. We put a lot of effort into it and have uh, made some great progress. Continuing the roundtable discussion, let me jump back over to Brad Primo. Brad, you, uh, you closed out the segment talking about you know, violent crime, et cetera. Let me roll through some numbers for you guys, and we'll carry this around the table. The Heritage Foundation put out information just this past week, days ago, listing the top murder capital cities, if you will. I use that phrase, not specifically to one city. But as we go down this list of the top 32, of the top 32, only two cities are run by Republicans. Let me give you some information. This is per capita now. New Orleans, number of homicides, 145. Per 100,000, 36.8. Baltimore, 174 homicides, 29.1 per capita. Birmingham, Alabama, 59 homicides, yet 28 per capita per 100,000. St. Louis, Missouri, down somewhat. They held that dubious distinction, but that was overtaken by New Orleans, Baltimore, and Birmingham, 83 homicides, 27.8 per capita. And on down the list, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Rochester, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Kansas City, Washington, D.C., Richmond, Virginia, Oakland, California, Cincinnati, Ohio, Chicago, Illinois, Louisville, Kentucky. Interestingly, when you get to the list at the bottom of those top numbers is New York City. And that's because their per capita number is 2.4. There's 12 million people in the city, but their homicide number is just shy of 200. So if you want to look at the number of homicides, New York's not doing so well. Brad, you bring up those numbers. As we were talking with A.W.R. Hawkins, the only way to change these numbers is to get rid of the Democrats controlling these cities.
6: Isn't that a fair statement to make, Brad? I mean, it's absolutely fair and logical. I mean, it's you know, I don't know how many times I have to see this play out, you know, before people wise up and realize that these Democrats running these cities are one, they're not good people; two, they're not uh, anywhere near qualified or trustworthy enough to be put in a position of any sort of power. Um, and three, I think it's all actually a part of the plan. Uh, you know, they need they need to have these corrupt. Uh, crime ridden hell holes uh, to harvest their ballots in to run their schemes because they are a lawless party. They need lawlessness to thrive.
1: Yeah, you know, it is by design. I absolutely believe it's by design. No question. It has to be by design. They are literally destroying our cities by design. It's how they continue to move their agenda forward. It's how they continue to push for more money Then they waste it. They're talking about defunding cops. Russell Stewart in 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 Los Angeles, California, Beverly Hills, to be exact, and now with offices in St. Augustine. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But you live there behind commie enemy lines, probably the greatest behind the greatest wall, commie wall in America, that being California. How do they justify voters? I'm talking about because I know you're Mm -hmm. in tune with the people out there. How do they justify voting? continually for this nonsense that is clearly by design. Do are, Is anybody getting it yet? Are you seeing a shift?
4: Absolutely. I mean, I've had countless conversations in the last few months with people that are, you know, straight down the line Democrats who basically just say, oh, my God, I mean, whether they're going to vote differently or not, you know, in you know, in two days from now or have already done by mail, I really don't know. But at least the tone of the conversations have changed. At least people, you know, and I want to bring up a stat or at least a question you know, about a stat, now, you just brought up those numbers about the murders across these completely Democratic-run cities, but the stats that I want to see is, is, what's the difference in crime numbers now, not in urban or in typically lower-income areas? How about in the upper-class areas? How about in these areas that typically are no crime areas now are known for big crime areas just the city of beverly hills and the city of west hollywood are typically known historically as incredibly safe places Mm -hmm, and no mm -hmm. one could even call them that now anymore i mean we just had an incredible armed robbery um carjacking in west hollywood that's literally about 15 blocks away from me right now about two days ago and seeing the footage on the CCTV cameras was just unbelievable, and the gentleman got run over by the bad guy after he got robbed. So the fact that we're seeing this on a constant basis in middle to upper class areas, yes, some of these cities are just you know historically tough places, but we're not used to seeing armed robberies with guns in people 's faces in Beverly Hills, and then it's happening on a weekly basis now, helicopters in the sky sirens going all night long it is not normal so when we typically have the democratic voter here they are terrified and i'm praying to god that they show it at the ballot box on tuesday i i,
1: I am hopeful that they will but I, I don't know i believe the pressures the social pressures on them in an area like that at this point might still be too great i hope i'm wrong about that justin moon you know russell brings up a great point You live in a a very rural, beautiful area. I've been there many times. It's absolutely gorgeous up there. Crime touches you in that area as well, just like it does where I live. I don't think any American feels safe now. If they're watching any television news at all, they're very well aware of what's going on with crime. Are you feeling that pinch in rural Pennsylvania?
7: Uh, Likely not like
1: Philly or Pittsburgh, but, you know, please let us know.
7: I mean, everybody in our in our area ninety percent of the houses here have guns, and so if there are criminals around, they'll get shot. So they know that. A safe area in terms of crime. We don't have much crime in where where I live, It's rural Pennsylvania. So it's, it's we haven't seen the big you know spiking crime like the big cities have because our counties are run by Republicans, and we're uh, pretty good at law and order you know
1: what's interesting about that there are many counties in Pennsylvania like you described that's why I have a very difficult time believing Fetterman is anywhere near as close as mainstream media is saying he is they've been lying to us and gaslighting us like Brad mentioned in a previous segment for years I just find it very difficult to believe however I could be overly optimistic and I could be wrong about this Brad uh, obviously crime is a big deal across Tennessee so let me ask you a question Stacey Abrams is on record of wanting to de- uh, wanting to defund the police here in the uh, in the state of Georgia. I asked John Lott this. I asked A.W.R. Hawkins this in Arizona. John being in Montana. But when we put her politically to pasture after Tuesday, would you be willing to take her north of our border in Tennessee and get her out of our hair, please?
6: Uh, absolutely not <laughs> sorry <laughs> like you don't want
7: that type of pulling. Politico- come uh, on
6: no i you know I, i'm only about helping friends but sometimes you gotta stand on you uh, do us problems. a favor
1: help a brother out would you please we are so sick and tired of seeing her on our television sets here oh my kids are over it too and god bless my son 18 years old will be pulling his first lever or pushing his first little digital buttons, voting. He just turned 18 September 30th, and we're just excited as I'll get out, as he is, to make his voice heard. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're as excited as he is, because it is going to take each and every one of us, particularly as gun owners, to get out and vote. This is the final monster cast before Tuesday, and 48 hours from now, we're going to start getting returns and see exactly how this is going to shake out. We'll be back with the Roundtable crew, Justin. Russell and Brad right after this.
10: It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them, it's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012.
11: segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Don't forget to use the promo code AAR at MyPillow.com. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back. Greg, how are you liking your MyPillow slippers down there in Dallas? Pushing all the buttons with the cool
3: lights and switches and everything down there in the dark in Dallas and it looks like the mothership. I, uh, I love them, and I was running around in them uh, Friday, getting them good and broke in, and I went to the gym, and I showed a couple of my friends there, and I was like, yo, check out these new shoes I got, and I, they kind of, yeah, they're kind of spiffy, and I kicked them off and go, they're my my slippers from my pillow, and got hilarious laughs, and then they were like, let me try them on, and I was like, oh, uh-huh. here you go. Yeah, and here's the funny part about it, too, I was wearing, I was out doing some yard
1: work on Saturday. <laughs> blowing leaves <laughs> in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and my pillow slippers my my kids my, my son he's like you're you're not going out with that because i went oh, yeah. to the car out and got it walk- oh yeah oh yeah, yeah we are. I, I wear them i they're just like shoes my, my com. use the promo code aar it's the real deal welcome back inside the car firearms group studio mark walters on the sixth hour mike for you all of it presented by x insurance so just <laughs> i'm gonna go to justin in just a second brad you're telling me you don't want stacy abrams up there is that right
6: yeah i'm, I'm saying you can beaver
1: justin i have to ask you the same question i've asked all the guests this evening would you kindly take stacy abrams off of our hands in pennsylvania uh, please
7: and I think the best thing
1: to do with uh, Stacey Abrams is drop her in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she, no, She's not going to go. Unfortunately, I think, look, this goes to what you were talking about with setting up. Look, let me go to, to Biden's. What is it called? Let's call it blood red two speech. Right. Talking about democracy being on the ballot. We were joking about about uh, Brad and lead slingers. You know, I, I, I put a tweet out. If, if you're if playing a drinking game. And you're doing a shot every time you hear him say democracy, you're hammered by now. And it got some pretty good legs on Twitter. Uh, But the fact is, when they're setting up, they're telling you you're an election denier if you're a conservative, demonizing half of the country, Justin. Meanwhile, you're living in a state where they're setting you up to deny the election themselves. Now, are they going to be successful in gaslighting Pennsylvanians and the rest of America with the setup, I mean, isn't that what is at play here,
7: Justin? Isn't that what they're doing? I think they're certainly trying to cheat, but I, I, I just get the feeling this time around there aren't as many enthusiastic Democratic operatives, the actual hands and feet who do the cheating, cheat on the scale like which they did in 2020. So I think, I think we have a shot of you know throwing some monkey wrenches into their into their machine and getting, you know, getting a good result out of, out of the situation here in Pennsylvania.
4: Give us a
1: prediction from sitting in Pennsylvania. Does Oz pull this out up there and, and, uh, and wipe up the floor and, and dust the floor with Fetterman?
7: I think Oz will be the senator.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I think you're right. I
7: don't know about I don't know if Mastriano can pull it off because he's still behind, but I sure wish, you know, we could win the governor's race, too.
1: Yeah, Mastriano was up there at the car event uh, just last month, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm not real optimistic about that race, but I do feel pretty yeah, good about Oz. I, I do. I really do. I don't, I don't believe polls. I don't believe anything that comes out of the media's mouth. Uh, let me take this to New York now, because Hackel... Is literally talk about gaslighting Russell Stewart in in California where you're used to being gaslit all the time. Hockle is denying that there's a crime problem and saying that it's misinformation being put out by Republicans. I do not believe anybody is buying that argument. And she got called out by an MSDNC reporter the other day about it. Does Hockle win that race? We'll go around the table with this one, but I'll start with you, Russell Stewart, founder of Beverly Hills Guns. Does Hockle win that race, or does Lee Zeldin pull this out?
4: I'm just going to come right out and say Lee pulled it out. I mean, I think when you see CNN come out and fact check Biden, when you now see the new Twitter run by my bestie, Elon Musk, which is now calling out all of his BS, when you see the Wall Street Journal, calling out lead democrats i'm like these are this is their wall i'm like this is their force field and they're turning on them because in your new the york end, times too let's not forget the times new york, absolutely new york times too so when you see the wall crumbling because in the end you still got to look at your humanity and when your humanity is woken up daily by murders home invasions carjackings rapes people in the streets, homelessness, businesses being burned, and this is not during the George Floyd riots, this is today. And when they see that and they can't even support their go-to people, you know changes in the air.
1: Yeah, Brad Primo, Letslinger CEO. Let me jump over to you. Let's talk first about Hockle, then I'll ask Justin the same question that I just asked Russell. Does first off, does Hockle win this election in New York. What are your thoughts on the final Sunday before we go to the polls on Tuesday? Does Hackel pull this out or does Zeldin, do you think?
6: I think Zeldin's going to pull it out. I mean, uh, you know, just like we've been talking about all night, I mean, people uh, are waking up. I think they, they're seeing this with, um, you know, kind of like a, a, a more sober eyes, I think, um, over the last couple of years and, and things that have been happening uh, under, you know, Democrat control. Um, you know the 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 whole thing about you know misinformation. I mean, I think people caught on to the pattern, which is anything that is bad. Democrats immediately gets labeled as misinformation. Um, you know things like that, and they and they want to censor it. I mean, that's all it is. And, and people are starting that. I think they've woken up to that over the last six months, especially, and you know realize that that is just a, a, a you know smoke and mirrors to try to d- distract people from the truth, which is. Uh, These Democrat politicians have failed miserably in their policies, who who have created uh, nothing but misery in victims, and they're going to be held responsible for it. I I don't disagree. I I think
1: Americans see through this. I really, truly do. Again, over-optimism, I don't know. It's just a gut feel. Justin Moon, your business was located in New York. You're now located in PA for a reason. Could you tell us why you're located in PA and then follow up with with your answer? Does Hockle pull this out or does Zeldin pull this out in New York?
7: Well, I left New York because Governor Cuomo passed the SAFE Act, and so I said enough of that. But I think Zeldin's going to pull it off because, you know what, a lot of New Yorkers, especially in the city who vote Democrat, they, they, the a lot of Democrats, they don't want war. They're like an anti-war party, and, and they don't want nuclear war because they know New York's the main target in the nuclear war. And the big, big problem for the Democrats now is that Joe Biden is starting a nuclear war with Russia, and he's, he's had, he has a big voter revolt from his Democratic anti-war base.
1: Yeah, it is. It's hard to argue with that. And when you see the cover that the mainstream media it was providing, and as Russell just pointed out, again, New York Times as well, fact-checking Biden and calling out fake numbers, economic in particular. Guys, this, this election hinges on three things. This election hinges on your wallets. Your fear of crime, which is where we roll guns and gun control into this. And we'll go to that in just a second because Biden is screaming for more assault weapons bans if he holds the Senate and he believes he will hold the House. He's, he's literally living in dementia world. And it also hinges on immigration, crime, your wallet and immigration. That's the three keys to this election. And if that is the three keys, it's hard. To, it really is hard to fathom why anybody would want more of the same. Uh, Russell, you had already mentioned that you think Huckle uh, uh, loses this and Zeldin pulls it out, correct?
4: Absolutely, 100%. Okay. Yeah. When,
1: is, when is California going to make the shift? Can California make the shift? Well, I'll tell you what. Hold on to that thought because we're, we're getting ready to take a break. When we come back, guys, we'll ask that. We'll follow up with uh, Russell on that. And then I want to take you, of all places, Vermont. And I want to give you an example of just how hateful the Democrats are and what they're trying to do in Vermont when it comes to gun rights. We have listeners in the, in the great state of Vermont. Crime is not really a big issue in the state of Vermont. Vermont has always had very gun-friendly laws. But the Democrats want to mess with it now. We'll explain it when we come back. One more segment. Time is flying right by. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break.
7: We have put together the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud Organization in the history of American politics. It's a
8: big club, and you ain't in it.
0: to Sebastian Gorka letting you know that the
2: Desperado Sport Fishing Crew in Virginia Beach, Virginia supports Armed American Radio and our right to bear arms. Now, back to Mark Walters.
1: All right, guys. Welcome back. Final segment. So let me just apologize in advance. Time is flying right by. The entire three hours has just boogied right along. And here we are in the final segment of Armed American Radio's roundtable. The final roundtable... Before the midterm elections and in 48 hours from now, we will have some answers in some of these key races around the country. As you heard Dr. John Lott point out in the second hour, the key to the Senate. So, guys, I've got I've got a lot of comments and I've seen some emails, not just directed at me or Armed American Radio, but outside as well. Of this broadcast. As long as we get the House, we stop Biden. Dr. Lott, believe me, eloquently pointed out and reminded us the key is the Senate because of the judicial nominees. My opinion is that the Democrats, if they hold the Senate, will immediately attempt to nuke the filibuster because they know Biden's agenda will be wiped out and the filibuster. By wiping out the filibuster, they will be able to get some things done in the Senate. But the judicial aspect of the Senate for confirmations is significant and key. So keep that in mind. All right, guys, Russell, let me go back to you. I'm going to nix the Vermont uh, gun control push, ladies and gentlemen, until tomorrow's daily defense. I want to cover the story with you because it is quite remarkable. But during the break, I got to thinking about Trump and DeSantis. Russell, let me start with you. You're likely very well aware, most Americans are now, that it appears that Trump will announce another run for presidency around the 14th after the midterms. He has basically come out and said he's going to run. I guess the formal announcement will be coming soon. First of all, your thoughts on that. And the dust-up, or the media-imposed dust-up with DeSantis, and I say media-imposed because they're pushing Trump's comment about Ron DeSanctimonious. What are your thoughts on Trump? Do you believe he's going to run? And if you do, what do you think happens? Does DeSantis run? And is this going to be a clash of the titans? I'll start with you, Russell Stewart.
4: I'll try to keep it brief because we could have an entire hour on this topic. <laughs> yes, yes, we
1: could. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Thank I you mean, in advance. Yes, he's going to run. Uh, do I, uh, if Ron DeSantis wasn't in the picture, I would say 100% I'd want him to run. I'm a baker fan of Ron than I am of Trump, but if Trump runs, obviously I'm going to vote for him. I don't want to see Ron versus DeSantis in a primary. I think that's just not good for the party because I think Ron is ready in the next phase. I do not want to see him be vice president because any vice president under Trump will always be the whipping boy and will always be the one to point to if anything goes wrong, just look at Pence. He just got decimated there in uh, in the end and might as well move to China. Um, so if Trump China. Goes, uh, I'm China, If Trump goes, uh, uh, I'm all for it. I hope Ron kicks ass and continu- and continues to kick ass in Florida and runs in 2028. China.
1: China, interesting stuff. Justin Moon, CEO, Car arms. Your thoughts on the Trump situation? An announcement forthcoming, no doubt. And Ron DeSantis, what do you think happens there? This is a fascinating story, guys. It really is.
7: I mean, right now, Trump is the king of the Republican Party. There's nobody who can legitimately challenge him. I mean, Ron DeSantis, polling against Trump, I mean, he's he's not anywhere close. So, <laughs> yeah, I think Ron is a small, small political operator, and I don't think he wants to ruin his career by uh, splitting the party and going against Trump at this point.
1: You know, that's an interesting take. Um, I've also heard from a number of folks behind the scenes. A lot of people don't want to say it publicly. But if DeSantis were to run in a primary against Trump, that they would likely vote for DeSantis in a primary. Whether or not they thought he would win, they would throw their weight behind him. Yet, of course, if Trump wins the nomination, that's who's got their vote. Brad Primo, CEO of Lead Slingers in Tennessee, your thoughts on the Trump situation and DeSantis situation. It is, it is quite the spectacle for sure.
6: Yeah. You know, my mind kind of goes to two different places. Um, you know, one, yeah, I don't necessarily want to see those two go up against each other uh, on the chance that, you know, the primary gets, you know, it's a tough time and, you know, these guys expend all their energy, you know, hammering on each other, uh, to the point where, you know, maybe they're damaged in some way and more vulnerable to Democrats. Um, The flip side of that could also be, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? And so maybe, you know, having a a, a decent opponent that's still on your side uh, would make one or both of those guys better candidates. You know, I think that if there's a a, a fair criticism of of Donald Trump is that at times, you know, you, you wish that he would maybe say a little less or be a little more. Uh, eloquent in how he says things. Um, you know, I hate to, to kind of parrot that, but, you know, being more presidential sometimes I think would have helped him a lot more uh, in his first term. And I think it would have made him, you know, he was a great president. He did a great job. But I think he could have been even better uh, if he was maybe just a, a touch more polished. Uh, and so we'll see, you know, how it, how he shapes up in this, in this go around, if he learned anything from that. I think DeSantis is, is a more polished uh, person when it comes to, to politics and, and being, um, being able to, you know, honestly just come across as a more likable guy at times. Um, but at the same time, I, I think that, you know, we may be better off, you know, kind of holding him back until Trump is done, uh, you know, hopefully after his second term and maybe extend that into having you know a solid 12-year run of uh, four years of Trump and eight years of DeSantis, that would be awesome, I think.
1: Yeah, let me throw a couple things at you. I, I don't disagree with anything you said. Let me, let me throw a couple dynamics into play here. First off, I'm not sure, because Trump is going to make an announcement right after DeSantis mops the floor with Charlie Crist and is beginning his second term as governor in the great state of Florida, my home state. And I don't know that DeSantis is going to want to throw his hat in the ring because if Trump announces his candidacy for 2024 shortly after the midterms, right after DeSantis wins this election, DeSantis is going to be forced to throw his hat in the ring quickly right after winning that race. I'm not sure that's going to happen. I'm not convinced of that yet. I'm a huge DeSantis fan, but I'm not sure. The timing, I think, here is key. The second to this, and Russell, I'll take it to you, and and I'm going to probably have to end with that with you and unfortunately, but we'll, that's okay because we'll get to these guys next week on the same conversation because likely we'll know more information. But does Biden, is Biden feel like he's forced to stay in the race if Trump announces, even though he's going uh, to be a gobzillion years old?
4: Yeah. I mean, cause in the end I think that there's ego all around here. I mean, Trump has to come back. I mean, I mean, and rightfully so, but I think that Biden has got a bone for him. I think Biden
8: mm-hmm.
4: you know, right now is terrified about being impeached. Um uh which I think honestly he you know he should be for a plethora more reasons than Trump ever was. Um but I mean yeah, I think in the end you gotta be a pretty much a you know, an egomaniac to ever wanna join the actual presidential show. And I think Biden knows that he's at the end, I mean, not only of the political career, but just of, you know, his life. And he got to the presidency and he's not going to want to give it up. So, yeah, I definitely think he's going to run again, whether he should. Absolutely not. There's a lot of younger talent out there on the Democratic Party who should be up there. But again, it's about old, rich people who've got a big ego. You will see him there again all day long.
1: And it has to do with Trump. That will cement it. Justin, let me go to you quickly. If Trump throws his hat in the ring, which we all expect him to do, does that keep Biden in? Because Biden wants to run against Trump again, no matter how old he is. As far as I'm concerned, if that happens, Trump's a shoe in real quick. Ten seconds.
7: Yeah, I mean, I think Biden is going to probably run again because Democrats have no, no, no talent at that.
1: How sad is that, that Joe Biden is the best that the Democrats have on a ticket for 2024? Pretty scary stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the program today as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. And thanks to Justin. Thanks to Brad and Russell. Thanks for getting off the bench and filling in those big shoes of Neil McCabe. Job well done. We're going to get up and do this again tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, because they don't want us to have these conversations. So until we meet on the radio, we'll see you there. Well, we'll see you there tomorrow. We're out of time.
0: just filled your prescription.